Chapter Six of Studies in the Psychology of Sex, Volume Two. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Studies in the Psychology of Sex, Volume Two, by Havelock Ellis. Chapter Six: The Theory of Sexual Inversion, Part Two. The conception of the latent bisexuality of all males and females cannot fail to be fairly obvious to intelligent observers of the human body it emerges at an early period in the history of philosophic thought and from the first was occasionally used for the explanation of homosexuality plato smith in the banquet and the hermaphroditic statues of antiquity show how acute minds working ahead of science exercise themselves with these problems for a fully illustrated study of the ancient conception of hermaphroditism in sculpture see l s a m von römer über die androgynische idee des lebens jahrbuch für sexuelle zwischenstufen Volume 5, 1903, pages 711 to 939. Parmenides, following Alcmeon, the philosophic physician who discovered that the brain is the central organ of intellect, remarks Gompertz, Greek thinkers, English translation, volume 1, page 183, used the idea of variation in the proportion of male and female generative elements to account for idiosyncrasies of sexual character after an immense interval hersley the inverted swiss man milliner in his eros eighteen thirty eight put forth the greek view anew schopenhauer again from the philosophical side recognized the bisexuality of the human individual see julius burger allgemeine zeitschrift für psychiatrie nineteen twelve page six hundred and thirty and ulrichs from eighteen sixty two onward adopted a similar doctrine on a platonic basis to explain the uranian constitution after this the idea began to be more precisely developed from the scientific side though not at first with reference to homosexuality and more especially by the great pioneers of the doctrine of evolution darwin emphasized the significance of the facts on this point as later weismann while heckel who was one of the earliest darwinians has in recent years clearly recognized the bearing on the interpretation of homosexuality of the fact that the ancestors of the vertebrates were hermaphrodites as vertebrates themselves still are in the embryonic disposition heckel in jahrbuch für sexuelle zwischenstufen april nineteen thirteen pages two hundred sixty two three and two hundred eighty seven this view had however been set forth at an earlier date by individual physicians notably in america by kiernan american lancet eighteen eighty four and medical standard november and december eighteen eighty eight and Lidston, Philadelphia Medical and Surgical Reporter, September 1889, and Addresses and Essays, 1892. In 1893, in his L'Aversion Sexuelle, Chevalier, a pupil of La Cassagne, who had already applied the term hermaphrodism moral to this anomaly, explained congenital homosexuality by the idea of latent bisexuality. Dr. G. de Letamendi, Dean of the Faculty of Medicine of Madrid, in a paper read before the international medical congress at rome in eighteen ninety four set forth a principle of panhermaphroditism a hermaphroditic bipolarity which involved the existence of latent female germs in the male latent male germs in the female which latent germs may strive for and sometimes obtain the mastery in february eighteen ninety six the first version of the present chapter setting forth the conception of inversion as a psychic and somatic development on the basis of a latent bisexuality was published in the zentralblatt für nervenheilkunde und psychiatrie corella ibid may eighteen ninety adopted a somewhat similar view even arguing 
that the invert is a transitional form between the complete man or woman and the hermaphrodite in germany a patient of kraft ebbing had worked out the same idea connecting inversion with fetal bisexuality eighth edition psychopathia sexualis page two hundred twenty seven kraft ebbing himself at first simply asserted that whether congenital or acquired there must be belastung inversion is a degenerate phenomenon a functional sign of degeneration kraft ebbing zur erklärung der konträren sexualempfindung jahrbuch für psychiatrie 1894 in the later editions of psychopathia sexualis however 1896 and onward and notably in jahrbuch für sexuelle zwischenstufen volume 3 1901 he went farther adopting the explanation on the lines of original bisexuality english translation of tenth edition pages 336 and 7 in much the same language as i have used he argued that there has been a struggle in the centers homosexuality resulting when the center antagonistic to that represented by the sexual gland conquers and psychosexual hermaphroditism resulting when both centers are too weak to obtain victory in either case such disturbance not being a psychic degeneration or disease but simply an anomaly comparable to a malformation and quite consonant with psychic health this is the view now widely accepted by investigators of sexual inversion much material bearing on the history of this conception has been brought together by hirschfeld in die homosexualität chapter nineteen and previously in vom wesen der liebe jahrbuch für sexuelle zwischenstufen volume eight nineteen o six pages one hundred eleven to one hundred thirty three a similar allied view is now constantly met within writers of scientific authority who are only incidentally concerned with the study of sexual inversion thus halban die Entstehung des Geschlechtscharaktere, Archiv für Gynäkologie, 1903, regards hermaphroditism, which he would extend to the psychic sphere, as a state in which a double sexual impulse determines the cause of fetal and later development. Shattock and Seligman, true hermaphroditism in the domestic fowl, remarks on allopterotism, Transactions of Pathological Society of London, Volume 7, Part 1, 1906, pointing out that mere atrophy of the ovary cannot account for the appearance in the henbird of male characters which are not retrogressive but progressive argues that such birds are really bisexual or hermaphrodite either by the single ovary being really bisexual as was the case with a fowl they examined or that the sexual glands are paired one being male and the other female or else that there is misplaced male tissue in a neighbouring viscous like the adrenal or kidney the male elements asserting themselves when the female elements degenerate hermaphroditism they conclude far from being a phenomenon altogether abnormal amongst the higher vertebrates should be viewed rather as a reversion to the primitive ancestral phase in which bisexualism was the normal disposition true hermaphroditism in man being established the question arises whether lesser grades do not occur remote evidence of bisexuality in the human subject may perhaps be afforded by the psychical phenomenon of sexual perversion and inversion similarly in a case of unilateral secondary male character in an otherwise female pheasant c j bond has more recently shown section of zoology birmingham meeting of british medical association british medical journal september twenty nineteen thirteen that an ovi was present with degenerating ovarian tissue and developing testicular tissue and such islands of actively growing male tissue can frequently be found he states in the degenerating ovaries of female birds which have put forth male plumage sir john bland sutton 
referring to the fact that the external conformation of the body affords no positive certainty as to the nature of the internal sexual glands adds british medical journal october thirty nineteen o nine it is a fair presumption that some examples of sexual frigidity and sex perversion may be explained by the possibility that the individuals concerned may possess sexual glands opposite in character to those indicated by the external configuration of their bodies looking at the matter more broadly and fundamentally in its normal aspects heap declares proceedings of the cambridge philosophical society volume fourteen part two nineteen o seven that there is no such thing as a pure male or female animal but that all contain a dominant and recessive sex except those hermaphrodites in which both sexes are equally represented there seems to me ample evidence for the conclusion that there is no such thing as a pure male or female f h a marshall again in the standard manual the physiology of reproduction nineteen ten page six hundred fifty five at sequence is inclined to accept the same view if it be true he remarks that all individuals are potentially bisexual and that changed circumstances leading to a changed metabolism may in exceptional circumstances even adult life cause the development of the recessive characters it would seem extremely probable that the dominance of one set of sexual characters over the other may be determined in some cases at an early stage of development in response to stimulus which may be either internal or external so also barry hart a typical male and female sex ensembles a paper read before edinburgh obstetrical society british medical journal june twenty nineteen fourteen page thousand three hundred fifty five regards the normal male or female as embodying a maximum of the potent organs of his or her own sex with a minimum of non-potent organs of the other sex with secondary sex traits congruent any increase in the minimum gives a diminished maximum and non-congruence of the secondary characters we thus see that the ancient medico-philosophic conception of organic bisexuality put forth by the greeks as the key to the explanation of sexual inversion after sinking out of sight for two thousand years was arrived early in the nineteenth century by two amateur philosophers who were themselves inverted hösli ulrichs as well as by a genuine philosopher who was not inverted schopenhauer then the conception of latent bisexuality independently of homosexuality was developed from the purely scientific side by darwin and evolutionists generally in the next stage this conception was adopted by the psychiatric and other scientific authorities on homosexuality kraft ebbing and the majority of other students finally embryologists physiologists of sex and biologists generally not only accept the conception of bisexuality but admit that it probably helps to account for homosexuality in this way the idea may be said to have passed into current thought we cannot assert that it constitutes an adequate explanation of homosexuality but it enables us in some degree to understand what for many is a mysterious riddle and it furnishes a useful basis for the classification not only of homosexuality but of the other mixed or intermediate sexual anomalies in the same group the chief of these intermediate sexual anomalies are first physical hermaphroditism in its various stages second genandromorphism or unicoidism in which men possess characters resembling those of males who have been early castrated and women possess similarly masculine characters third sexo-aesthetic inversion or ionism hirschfeld's transvestism or cross-dressing in which outside the specifically sexual emotions men possess the tastes of women and women those of men 
hirschfeld has discussed these intermediate sexual stages in various works especially in geschlechtsübergänge 1905 die transvestiten 1910 and chapter 11 of die homosexualität hermaphroditism the reality of which has only of late been recognized and is still disputed and pseudo-hermaphroditism in the physical variations are fully dealt with in a great work richly illustrated hermaphroditismus bei menschen by f l von neugebauer of warschau neugebauer published an earlier and briefer study of the subject in the jahrbuch für sexuelle zwischenstufen volume four nineteen o two pages one to one hundred seventy six with a bibliography in volume eight nineteen o six of the same jahrbuch pages six hundred eighty five to seven hundred hirschfeld emphasizes the fact that neither hermaphroditism nor unicoidism is commonly associated with homosexuality and that a large portion of the cases of transvestism as defined by him are heterosexual true inversion seems however to be not infrequently found among pseudohermaphrodites neugebauer records numerous cases magnan has published a case in a girl brought up as a youth gazette medicale de paris march thirty first nineteen eleven and la pointe a case in a man brought up as a girl revue de psychiatrie nineteen eleven page two hundred nineteen such cases may be accounted for by the training and association involved by the early error in recognition of sex and perhaps still more by a really organic predisposition of homosexuality although the sexual psychic characters are not necessarily bound up with the coexistence of corresponding sexual clans halban archiv für gynecologie nineteen o three goes so far as to class the homosexual as real pseudo-hermaphrodites exactly comparable to a man with a female breast or a woman with a beard and proposes to term homosexuality pseudo-hermaphroditus masculinus psychicus this however is an unnecessary and scarcely satisfactory confusion to place the group of homosexual phenomena among other intermediate groups on the organic bisexual basis is a convenient classification it can scarcely be regarded as a complete explanation it is probable that we may ultimately find a more fundamental source of these various phenomena in the stimulating and inhibiting play of the internal secretions our knowledge of the intimate association between the hormones and sexual phenomena is already sufficient to make such an explanation intelligible the complex interaction of the glandular internal secretions and the liability to varying disturbance in balance may well suffice to account for the complexity of the phenomena it would harmonize with what we know of the occasional delayed manifestations of homosexuality and would not clash with the congenital nature for we know that the disordered state of thymus for instance may be hereditary and it is held that status lymphaticus may be either inborn or acquired normal sexual characters seem to depend largely upon the due coordination of the internal secretions and it is reasonable to suppose that sexual deviations depend upon the incoordination if a man is a man and a woman a woman because in pleabel's phrase of the totally of the internal secretions the intermediate stages between the man and the woman must be due to redistribution of these internal secretions we know that various internal secretions possess an influential sexual effect thus the atrophy of the thymus seems to be connected with sexual development at puberty the thyroid reinforces the genital glands 
adrenal overdevelopment can produce in a female the secondary characteristics of the male as well as cause precocious development of maleness etc an alteration in the metabolism as f h a marshall suggests even in comparatively late life may initiate changes in the direction of the opposite sex metabolic chemical processes may thus be found to furnish a key to complex and subtle sexual variations alike somatic and psychic although we must still regard such processes as arising on an inborn predisposition whatever its ultimate explanation sexual inversion may thus fairly be considered a sport or variation one of those organic aberrations which we see throughout living nature in plants and in animals it is not here asserted as i would carefully point out that an inverted sexual instinct or organ for such instinct is developed in early embryonic life such a notion is rightly rejected as absurd what we may reasonably regard as formed at an early stage of development is strictly a predisposition that is to say such a modification of the organism that it becomes more adapted than the normal or average organism to experience sexual attraction to the same sex the sexual invert may thus be roughly compared to the congenital idiot to the instinctive criminal to the man of genius who are all not strictly concordant with the usual biological variation because this is of a less subtle character but who becomes somewhat more intelligible to us if we bear in mind the affinity to variations simmons compared inversion to the color blindness and such a comparison is reasonable just as the ordinary color-blind person is congenitally insensitive to those red-green rays which are precisely the most impressive to the normal eye and gives an extended value to the other colors finding that blood is the same color as grass and the florid complexion blue as the sky so the invert fails to see emotional values patent to normal persons transferring those values to emotional associations which for the rest of the world are utterly distinct or we may compare inversion to such a phenomenon as color hearing in which there is not so much defect as an abnormality of nervous tracts producing new and involuntary combinations just as the color hearer instinctively associates colors with sounds like the young japanese lady who remarked when listening to singing boy's voice is red so the invert has his sexual sensations brought into relationship with objects that are normally without sexual appeal and inversion like color hearing is found more commonly in young subjects tending to become less marked or to die out after puberty color hearing while an abnormal phenomenon it must be added cannot be called a diseased condition and it is probably much less frequently associated with other abnormal or degenerative stigmata than is inversion there is often a congenital element shown by the tendency to hereditary transmission while the associations are developed in very early life and are too regular to be the simple result of suggestion all such organic variations are abnormalities it is important that we should have a clear idea as to what an abnormality is many people imagine that what is abnormal is necessarily diseased that is not the case unless we give the word disease an inconveniently and illegitimately wide extension it is both inconvenient and inexact to speak of color blindness criminality and genius as diseases in the same sense as we speak of scarlet fever or tuberculosis or general paralysis as diseases every congenital abnormality is doubtless due to a peculiarity in the sperm or oval elements or in the mingling 
or to some disturbance in their early development but the same may doubtless be said of the normal dissimilarities between brothers and sisters it is quite true that any of these aberrations may be due to antenatal disease but to call them abnormal does not beg that question if it is thought that any authority is needed to support this view we can scarcely find a weightier than that of Virchow, who repeatedly insisted on the right use of the word anomaly and who taught that though an anomaly may constitute a predisposition to disease the study of anomalies pathology as he called it teratology as we may perhaps prefer to call it is not the study of disease which he termed nosology the study of the abnormal is perfectly distinct from the study of the morbid virchow considers that the region of the abnormal is the region of pathology and that the study of disease must be regarded distinctly as nosology whether we adopt this terminology or whether we consider the study of the abnormal as part of teratology is a secondary matter not affecting the right understanding of the term anomaly and its due differentiation from the term disease at the innsbruck meeting of the german anthropological society in eighteen ninety four virchow thus expressed himself in old days an anomaly was called pathos and in this sense every departure from the norm is for me a pathological event if we have ascertained such a pathological event we are further led to investigate what pathos was the special cause of it this cause may be for example an external force or a chemical substance or a physical agent producing in the normal condition of the body a change an anomaly pathos this can become hereditary under some circumstances and then become the foundation for certain small hereditary characters which are propagated in a family in themselves they belong to pathology even although they produce no injury for i must remark that pathological does not mean harmful it does not indicate disease disease in greek is nosos and it is nosology that is concerned with disease the pathological under some circumstances can be advantageous correspondenzblatt deutsch gesellschaft für anthropologie eighteen ninety four these remarks are of interest when we are attempting to find the wider bearings of such an anomaly as sexual inversion this same distinction has more recently been emphasized by professor aschoff Deutsche Medizinische Wochenschrift, February 3, 1910, British Medical Journal, April 9, 1910, page 892, as against Ribert and others who would unduly narrow the conception of pathos. Aschoff points out that, not merely for the sake of precision and uniformity of terminology, but of clear thinking, it is desirable that we should retain a distinction in regard to which Galen and the ancient physicians were very definite they use pathos as the wider term involving affection affectio in general not necessarily impairment of vital tissue when that was involved there was nosos disease a word may be said as to the connection between sexual inversion and degeneration in france especially since the days of morel the stigmata of degeneration are much spoken of sexual inversion is frequently regarded as one of them i e as an episodic syndrome of hereditary disease taking its place beside other psychic stigmata such as kleptomania and pyromania kraft ebing long so regarded inversion it is the view of magnan one of the earliest investigators of homosexuality and it was adopted by moebius strictly speaking the invert is degenerate he has fallen away from the genus so is a colour-blind person but morel's conception of degenerescence has unfortunately been coarsened and vulgarized as it now stands we gain little or no information by being told that a person is a degenerate it is only as nicky constantly argued when we find a complexus of well-marked abnormalities 
that we are fairly justified in asserting that we have to deal with the condition of degeneration inversion is sometimes found in such a condition i have indeed already tried to suggest that a condition of diffused minor abnormality may be regarded as a basis of congenital inversion in other words inversion is bound up with a modification of the secondary sexual characters but these anomalies and modifications are not invariable and are not usually of a serious character inversion is rare in the profoundly degenerate it is undesirable to call these modifications stigmata of degeneration a term which threatens to disappear from scientific terminology to become a mere term of literary and journalistic abuse so much may be said concerning a conception or a phrase of which far too much has been made in popular literature at the best it remains vague and unfitted for scientific use it is now widely recognized that we gain little by describing inversion as a degeneration necker who attached significance to the stigma of degeneration when numerous was especially active in pointing out that inverts are not degenerate and frequently returned to this point Löwenfeld, freud hirschfeld bloch rohleder all rejected the conception of sexual inversion as a degeneracy molly still unable to abandon altogether the position that since inversion involves a disharmony between psychic disposition and physical conformation we must regard it as morbid but he recognizes like kraft ebbing that it is properly viewed as being on the level of a deformity that is an abnormality comparable to physical hermaphroditism Amol, sexuelle zwischenstufen zeitschrift für ärztliche fortbildung number twenty four nineteen o four necker repeatedly emphasizes the view that inversion is a congenital non-morbid abnormality thus in the last year of his life he wrote zeitschrift für die gesamte neurologie und psychiatrie volume fifteen heft five nineteen thirteen we must not conceive of homosexuality as a degeneration or a disease but at most an abnormality due to a disturbance of development Löwenfeld, always a cautious and sagacious clinical observer agreeing with necker and hirschfeld regards inversion as certainly an abnormality but not therefore morbid it may be associated with disease and degeneration but is usually simply a variation from the norm not to be regarded as morbid or degenerate and not diminishing the value of the individual as a member of society Löwenfeld über die sexuelle Konstitution, 1911, page 166, also Zeitschrift für Sexualwissenschaft, February 1908, and Sexualprobleme, April 1908. Aletrino of Amsterdam pushes the view that inversion is a non-morbid abnormality to an undue extreme by asserting that the uranist is a normal variety of the species Homo sapiens. Uranisme et Degenerescence, Archive d'Anthropologie Criminelle, August to September 1908. Inversion may be regarded as, in the correct sense of the word here adopted, a pathological abnormality, but not as an anthropological human variety comparable to the Negro or the Mongolian man. For further opinions in favor of inversion as an anomaly, see Hirschfeld, Die Homosexualität, page 388, its sequence. Sexual inversion, therefore, remains a congenital anomaly to be classed with other congenital abnormalities which have psychic concomitants at the very least such congenital abnormality usually exists as a predisposition to inversion it is probable that many persons go through the world with a congenital predisposition to inversion which always remains latent and unroused in others the instinct is so strong that it forces its own way in spite of all obstacles in others again the predisposition is weaker and a powerful exciting cause plays the predominant part 
we are thus led to the consideration of the causes that excite the latent predisposition a great variety of causes has been held to excite to sexual inversion it is only necessary to mention those which i have found influential the first to come before us is our school system with its segregation of boys and girls apart from each other during the periods of puberty and adolescence many inverts have not been to school at all and many who have been pass through school life without forming any passionate or sexual relationship but there remain a large number who date the development of homosexuality from the influences and examples of school life the impressions received at the time are not less potent because they are often purely sentimental and without any obvious sensual admixture whether they are sufficiently potent to generate permanent inversion alone may be doubtful but if it is true that in early life the sexual instincts are less definitely determined than when adolescence is complete it is conceivable though unproved that a very strong impression acting even on a normal organism may cause a rest of sexual development on the psychic side another exciting cause of inversion is seduction by this i mean the initiation of the young boy or girl by some older and more experienced person in whom inversion is already developed and who is seeking the gratification of the abnormal instinct this appears to be a not uncommon incident in the early history of sexual inverts that such seduction sometimes an abrupt and inconsiderate act of mere sexual gratification could by itself produce a taste for homosexuality is highly improbable in individuals not already predisposed it is far more likely to produce disgust as it did in the case of the youthful rousseau he only can be seduced as moral puts it who is capable of being seduced no doubt it frequently happens in these as so often in more normal seductions that the victim has offered a voluntary or involuntary invitation another exciting cause of inversion to which little importance is usually attached but which i find to have some weight is disappointment in normal love it happens that a man in whom the homosexual instinct is yet only latent or at all events held in a state of repression tries to form a relationship with a woman this relationship may be ardent on one or both sides but often doubtless from the latent homosexuality of the lover it comes to nothing such love disappointments in a more or less acute form occur at some time or another to nearly everyone but in these persons the disappointment with one woman constitutes motive strong enough to disgust the lover with the whole sex and to turn his attention toward his own sex it is evident that the instinct which can thus be turned round can scarcely be strong and it seems probable that in some of these cases the episode of normal love simply serves to bring home to the invert the fact that he is not made for normal love in other cases it seems especially those that are somewhat feeble-minded and unbalanced a love disappointment really does poison the normal instinct and a more or less impotent love for women becomes an equally impotent love for men the prevalence of homosexuality among prostitutes may be to a large extent explained by a similar and better founded disgust with normal sexuality these three influences therefore example at school seduction disappointment in normal love all of them drawing the subject away from the opposite sex and concentrating him on his own sex are exciting causes of inversion but they require a favorable organic predisposition to act on while there are a large number of cases in which no exciting cause at all can be found but in which from earliest childhood the subject's interest seemed to be turned on his own sex and continues to be so turned throughout life at this point i conclude the analysis of the psychology of sexual inversion as it presents itself to me 
i have sought only to bring out the more salient points neglecting minor points neglecting also those groups of inwards who may be regarded as of secondary importance the average inward moving in ordinary society is a person of average general health though very frequently with hereditary relationships that are markedly neurotic he is usually the subject of a congenital predisposing abnormality or complexes of minor abnormalities making it difficult or impossible for him to feel sexual attraction to the opposite sex and easy to feel sexual attraction to his own sex this abnormality either appears spontaneously from the first by development or arrest of development or it is called into activity by some accidental circumstance End of chapter six recorded by Julian Niedermeyer